Alright everybody, welcome along to episode 3 of the Fantasyland FPL podcast with myself, Stephen Gillery. Alongside me once again, Keen Egan. How are you getting on? Not too bad, Stephen, not too bad. I took a hiatus from you last weekend. Or last I think week. it was the other way around with me with the vaccine and all. I I was conscious, I woke up that morning after getting the vaccine and I was like, oh, I'm just not feeling great. And then I was like, nah, I'll just text him and it should be alright. <laughs> but anyway, we're back. Back once again to review game week one. Uh, a very uh, interesting game week one for sure and we're going to have a review or a preview for game week two we're going to go through our teams how we got on for the game week and we're going to try and figure out what's going to happen in terms of options for game week two yeah 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 pretty much it yeah so before we kick into it i'll just uh, remind you of my twitter page fantasyland fpl that's where you can find me, and if you like the podcast, uh, don't forget to head over to Spotify, and you can uh, follow it there. And I think if you can, you can subscribe to it there, so you're not going to miss an episode. As far as I know, still getting used to the whole Spotify game. But so we should kick into what happened in game week one. The headlines from game week one. Do we have to kick into what happened in game week one? I know. <laughs> I think from I think from a Leeds and Arsenal point of view, it was pretty dire but we'll start we'll start on Friday night the first game of the season Arsenal with a fairly disappointing start and Brentford what a start for them the newly promoted side 2-0 on the night Arsenal Keane I suppose were a, li- a little bit off it you could say yeah they were just slow really a bit slow to to get chances creating they were crosses and balls a bit too much without a target man up front, really. Like, Balogun up front is more of a playmaker, more than anything. Um, Lacazette, yes, of course. Yeah. They're going to be out for Chelsea now as well. Okay. So, okay. I don't know whether you saw that or not. They're going to be out for Chelsea. Um, it's really not good. Just It's not a good start at all. Uh, I saw something to say that Brentford, um, if they were to face anybody after being out of the top flight in the first 74 years, and from the top flight teams you'd want it to be Arsenal because they're probably the most beatable and it's right I've seen that yeah. being posted all over the place I think Carragher even said it mm. that Arsenal are probably the most beatable I think Carragher was savage on Sky Sports oh, wasn't he he was, oh, he was. He was really uh, he's really critical of Arsenal's defending at times and transfer business he was really of course. going after transfer business yeah so obviously the transfer market is not finished just yet so there could be a, there could be a twist in the tail and that Arsenal might get themselves somebody but at this moment in time I don't Odegaard. know if you've seen Odegaard yeah yeah Odegaard yeah. looks like it's happening. I don't know if you've seen, but that Barcelona are interested in Aubameyang. And that's that that was like a report that was circling around yesterday on, on Sky Sports. So yeah, Sky Sports be... said it and then Fabrizio said they're not. Okay. They're more interested yeah. in Lacazette than Aubameyang. Okay, yeah. That would oh. kind of make sense because I think from a player point of view, I would fancy Lacazette more than Aubameyang at well, the moment. It looks like that yeah. form-wise, yeah. especially now. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Aubameyang yeah. would be on way more wages. Yeah, yeah. You probably have to pay more money for him. Lacazette only costs you about ten or fifteen million. He's on his last year of his contract. Absolutely, yeah. yeah so, not to talk about Arsenal too much, but poor start. Yeah. So just the only upside was Kieran Tierney. Yeah, I, exactly. So I think to take from that game, a lot of people had Ivan Tony, massive ownership of nearly thirty-two and a half percent. Didn't do the business on the night. Didn't have any shots on goal, as far as I know, and pretty disappointing for anyone that had him, but. Again, I suppose as a Tony owner, you're kind of thinking, I'm going to hold on to him for a little longer, see how he does. But uh, a good win for Brentford in the end, and uh, they'll be full of confidence now going into the did next one. Did you have one. Tony, did you? No, no, I don't. I, I didn't read too much into 
It's a lot of people having him, so I just said, I said, no, I'll, I'll wait and see. Yeah, I'll I, wait and see I, just, I thought he was going to have a slow start to the season anyway, but yeah. we'll see how he is in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So moving on then to the Saturday uh, kickoff, not much better for myself and Leeds United. Of course, they took on Manchester United at Old Trafford, uh, a game that was on PT Sports. I sat down and watched it on Saturday, and to be fair, the points to be taken from that are that Bruno. If you don't have him already, and I know a lot of people do have him, yeah. then you really should because he's so so essential. And I know people hate that word in in FPL and Twitter FPL as well. They hate that word essential, but he is. He's so important. Him and Salah are both essential. Exactly. Yeah, we'll get on to Salah in a bit. But other players for United that did well: Mason Greenwood, great game. Paul Pogba, he got four assists on the day. But I still wouldn't be massively interested in Paul Pogba uh, yet. Because will he do that consistently? Probably not. I don't he think got, so. He got anyways. more assists in one game than he did last season. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> he, got, he got three assists last season. He got four assists in the first game of the season. Just he isn't really the points tally man. No, he's not. Game. No, he's not a consistent point scorer for, no. in, uh, in the game. So then after that... There was good performances from the likes of Luke Shaw played well. I know he didn't he didn't have a haul in the game. He didn't score that high. I know Luke Ayling got an absolute screamer in that game. He was on my bench. On my bench too. But <laughs> I suppose I never I never really thought of Luke Ayling as, as someone that I was going to be starting anyway or that was going to do anything in the I'd game. I see a lot of people like in from Leeds. I I don't know. Maybe what, what, I think what people are putting him because of how much of a good season he had last year. Uh, yeah, but I mean, he's he's reclassified now and he's playing, you know, he's a midfielder now instead of a defender. The, the appeal is not there as much. So I'm not going to be interested in Dallas unless he really starts, you know, scoring, scoring lots and, and assisting lots. I won't be, I won't be interested, at least not yet. Sure. Anyways, then moving on to the three o'clock kickoffs on Saturday, Chelsea beat Crystal Palace 3-0 with FPL legend Mikel Alonso uh, with a 15-pointer. And uh, Marcus Alonso, Marcus Alonso, Mikkel, Marcus, 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 Marcus Alonso. Yeah. Uh, he got 15 points and what a free kick he got on the day. He's going to start over Chilwell this season, and I wanted Chilwell most of last year. Yeah. I'd still, game. I'd still be very, uh, I'd still be very wary of of that rotation. Yeah. But like such a good performance on the first day, it's hard to, it's hard to think that he wouldn't. Other performances of Chelsea, um, they had uh, Christian Pulisic started, yeah. which was uh, surprising. I didn't think that he'd start straight away. No Havertz. No Havertz. No, he didn't play at all, did he? Mm, I don't he think he played at all in that one. 20 minutes to get one point so that nobody who had him could have yeah. a sub coming on. For him. Oh, well, there you go. That's classic, classic yeah, fantasy. I think he only played about 20 minutes, which is very annoying. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Then moving on to uh, Everton, they had a good win against Southampton. They went one nil down, as far as I know, or, or was, was that another team? No, I think they went. They went one nil down. Yeah. Yeah, they went one nil down, and they they came back to win three one. So Richardson and uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin getting on the score sheet in that one. So they, them two definitely are going to be on my radar. Then you had uh, Aston Villa. And Watford, Watford absolutely blew Villa away in the opening stages of that game. Yeah. Villa attempted to make a comeback and oh. it was just too little too late. So Danny Ings, obviously, a lot of people had him in their sides and he got himself oh. a penalty oh. just towards the end of the game. So that was probably a small reprieve for yeah. some of the owners. 
Who else do we have at three o'clock? Anybody, anybody from Watford that you pick there? I. I've yes, sir. Um, and Cucho as well. Cucho Hernandez. Manuel uh, Dennis. Yeah. I remember him in Champions League. Who did he, so did he score against Real Madrid? Is that the same Dennis that scored against Real Madrid? I'm not sure. I remember he had like a really good games against Real Madrid and then fell off the radar a bit. I think I saw Watford by Bolton. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of a different player now, but his name was Dennis as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, the goal and assist rating. Yeah, again, great performance in Watford. Keeping an eye on a couple of their players as well. As Keane was saying there, Sar is probably definitely one of them that I've heard people putting in their squads. And he may get some joy in the next game as well uh, I didn't didn't check who they're playing but we'll run around to the fixtures afterwards moving on then to Leicester Leicester the 1-0 win against Wolves Jamie Vardy getting on the score sheet there uh, <laughs> Jamie Vardy rolling back the years I think someone referred to him as Benjamin Button just like the man <laughs> who just doesn't age he, he was the man that doesn't age yeah that's Ages right yeah, yeah 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 so he scored, and I don't know if you've seen his celebration at the weekend. Yeah. He went up to the crowd and yeah. did the, the Wolves howling. <laughs> what, what that, that is that is the, the, de- the, the de- definition of shithousery. Absolutely. Then you had uh, the three clubs. Bernie Brighton, yeah. So Robert Sanchez, no clean sheet. Much, much the disappointment of a lot of people that probably owned him. Yeah. I think it was a game where... You probably thought, you know what, there's definitely a clean sheet there for Brighton. But um, I think Bernie took the lead. Yeah, Bernie took the lead yeah. and uh, Brighton t- just turned around and I got a 2-1 win out of it. I think that's I'm all the 3 happy. o'clock kickoffs. Yeah, I'm very happy I didn't have Chris Wood in, by the way, as well. Because I was thinking about it for a while because he had a bit of a haul last season. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all the 3 o'clock kickoffs at the, the late game then on Saturday. Liverpool and Norwich. So I think a lot of people... Who had Bruno earlier on in the afternoon? They were probably celebrating that they had him like as captain, and I seen some people triple captain. Jeez, your triple captain straight off the bat is absolutely nuts. But then again, everyone yeah. can play play their own game. Yeah, yeah. But um, Salah did more than enough to compensate for that. He got himself uh, a goal and two assists on the day against Norwich. They play Burnley this weekend. We'll chat a little bit about captaincy options and whether he's a good option over Bruno later on the podcast and then we move on to Sunday Sunday so we had West Ham and Newcastle absolute cracker Ben Rama and Antonio Antonio. yeah so we spoke about Ben Rama a couple of weeks ago yeah and it turns out oh no yeah yeah yeah, I didn't have him in the end oh no I didn't have him in the end I had Antonio and Antonio could have had an even bigger haul if he hadn't missed the penalty but uh Sure, he was trying to get that assist for 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 Sochek, wasn't he? Missed the penalty, and then Sochek comes in and absolutely blasts it to the back of the net. So happy enough with that. West Ham won four two. They look pretty good from an attacking point of view. Yeah, West, Newcastle have Willock coming in. Is that the only upside to that? that Newcastle, I don't know. I think I'd have to see more of them to be honest. I think they were, like it, it was a good game on Sunday, but Matt Ritchie. Joe Willock were probably the two only players that I look at. Maximin, he he uh, he played a great assist yeah, for great um, assist. for Callum Wilson in the first goal. Probably wouldn't think about Callum Wilson though, would you? Because he done no, this mm, last season as well, where he got a couple of goals and then he fell off. And yeah, I I I wouldn't um I wouldn't be running out to get any Newcastle player. Okay. No, not till I see not till I see any not to see more of them at least. But a good win for West Ham all the same. Newcastle, uh, 
they'll go back to the drawing board and uh, surely they'll be all right this season. You would hope. Yeah. Yeah. Big club, massive club. And then finally, uh, Tottenham and Man City was the final game of game week one and Human Son getting the winner in that one. Did you have Son? No, no uh, maybe you'd call him Inhuman Son. Yeah. Oh, that was a terrible Yeah, that was absolutely terrible. <laughs> Four marks for trying, though. Yeah. Um, no. No, I didn't have him in. Didn't even have a Tottenham defender in. No. Um, they were no the only person to get a clean sheet apart from Leicester. So I I didn't expect the result, to be honest. Yeah. No, 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 no city either. No, no, no city either. Um, no, a couple of people had Greedish in, and from what I remember, he didn't have an amazing game. He done, he done all right in terms of. I think he did okay. Yeah. I think, I think people say that he probably done done the most out of anybody. Mares missed huge chance or a couple of huge chances, as far as I know. I know a lot of people had taken him or put him in at the very last minute, and he just didn't do anything. So that's probably very frustrating. But they have a very good fixture against Norwich this weekend, so that they'll have a chance to rectify that straight away. But it's hard to see who to put in from City. Does he only think? Yeah, it's a very, it's a very, uh, it's a very kind of guess. Guess who's going to start Pep Roulette kind of kind of job. Yeah. So we'll just have to wait and see. So we're going to go through our teams. How did the game we go for us? So a score of ninety six was enough to put me at six hundred thirty three k. So I'm happy enough at 96, obviously. There was a couple of couple of things that happened in my team that probably just put me off the 100. So I'll just run down through the points that I scored uh, from each, each individual player. Sanchez with a two-pointer in goal. Uh, Shaw with a one-pointer. Tomiscus and Trent Alexander-Arnold with six points each with clean sheets. Uh, Fernandez got a 20 points after his hat-trick. Salah. Got a goal and two assists. He was my captain. Uh, he got 34 points. Jorginho then got three points. And Harvey Barnes got three points also. Antonio then with a 13-pointer. And Danny Ings with a seven-pointer. On the bench then, I had Luke Ayling. He got a six-pointer. Uh, Michael Obafemi with uh, no points. He didn't play. And Ryan Bertrand. So, here's a good one. I had Ben White in my team on Friday. Yeah, you took him out. And I said... I asked myself the question, do I trust Arsenal? And I said, right now, no, I don't. So I took him out and I put Ryan Bertrand in. At the time, there was no yellow tick above his name. No no injuries, no concerns. But by Saturday afternoon, there was a yellow tick above his name. That's, and that's uh, illness. So I looked it up and it turns out that he had produced a positive COVID test on Saturday morning. So there's not really much you can do about no, that, to, to be fair. Maybe, really no, no, I'll, I'll roll with this and I'll keep him. Uh, I'll speak about my, my transfers in a bit, um, or if I'm going to do anything at all. But just it, it, that is just typical of what would happen in a, in, in, in a game week like that. But overall, 96 points. I can't complain about that too much. I'm happy with that. And sets me up nicely for game week two. Keen, yeah. what about yourself? Um, game week one, look... I'd say everyone had a really high scoring game week. Um, I got 87 points thinking it was a really good game week, but probably brought me a bit further down than I thought. I also had Sanchez and goal getting two points. I changed it from a silly A last minute, which I'm very happy with, unfortunately, because he scored, conceded five, should I say. Nice. Um, so my back line consisted of Cash, Tierney and Kufal all getting one point each. Um, I had Sayonku and Eiling on the bench, Probably should have had them starting because they got six points. Yeah, each. he got six points. So, so true, yeah, didn't he? 
Oh. Sion Chu. Sion yeah, 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 he got yeah, six yeah. plays on the bench, knows nice. the only thing. Um, Captain Sada, 34 points. Fernandez in there with 20 points. I had Havertz in there also with one point. Uh, ben Rama also in my team with 12. My front line then was Calvert Lewin, Hinacho, and Ings. Uh, seven points each for Ings and Calvert Lewin, and a point for Hinacho. I also had uh, Billy Gilmore on the bench, but he was my last sub. He only got two points. Um, yeah, the, the only thing I can really say about it is I'm, I'm happy with how the points went, considering I had five players who only scored one point. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I could have had, I could have had a way worse week. I've seen some people have absolute howlers in the first week. Um, so I could have had a way worse week, and I probably will be making changes this week. Okay, very good. So that's our teams that we've uh, just went through, whatever uh, points that we got. And I suppose reflecting on the game week as a whole, I just I, I just can't see any negatives, the, apart from the Ryan Bertrand thing, obviously. I just can't see anything negative, negative about it. I was happy enough with how it went. You always want to get off to a good start sometimes mm-hmm. in seasons like this. You know, you want to hit anything between 79 all the way up to 99, I suppose, yeah. in terms of points. It's a nice little, nice little comfort zone there, really, yeah. to get that. And I think if, you, if, you, if you're playing fantasy for the first time and you go on Twitter or you look online and you see people put up photos of 100-plus points, it can be like a little bit misleading thinking yeah. that this game is going to be easy. Yeah. I guarantee you it's not because no. game week two... It could be uh it could be a totally different story. Big two, your defenders could be your highest scoring in it. Yeah. Which absolutely. Is just the way yeah. it goes like. So uh Keen if you're gonna reflect on your team, frustration maybe more more than anything? Frustration with my defence, with how I just have I just look at it now and I see one point, one point, one point. Um frustration really, because I didn't really have anybody there. Apart from Kufa, or should I say Sayonku and Eiling on the bench, would I have thought about starting them? Probably not, but the fixtures that my team had. Um, just a bit frustrating. Yeah, I could have had an extra 10 points there if I put them playing. Yeah. It brought me up to 97. Havertz didn't play. Inacho didn't play. They both came on then for 20 minutes to get one point. Yeah. It's classic classic fantasy Yeah. Uh, the way things go on a Saturday. I had, and even I had a different Sunday. players in for them yeah. before on Friday. Like I had Antonio up front, yeah. which could have brought me up again, but yeah. it just wasn't meant to yeah, be. Yeah. That's all it was. I move on now to the next weekend. It's fine. So let's have a look. We were going to do a watch list update, but I haven't really put together a massive watch list um, list yet. Uh, if you don't use the watch list, watch list tool on the Fantasy Premier League website, then you should go on and have a look. I had heard it recommended on a different pod and you can go on each week after the weekend's games and you can put in team, put in players that you uh, may be interested in in the weeks and months to come. So they'll be there. If you want to come back to us, you can put players in and out. It's just a handy tool to use if you... Is uh, that in your pick team or is it in transfers? It's in transfers. It's in, okay. But it's on the Premier League website. It's not okay. in the app. So you, you'll have to go on to the actual website itself. So we'll have a look at the fixtures for game week two and we'll have a think about some of the options. Just very briefly, we won't uh, we won't dwell on it for too long. So Liverpool and Burnley at half 12 this Saturday on BT Sport. All the usuals, Keen. 
Definitely Salah, Salah. anyway. Definitely Salah. Some would probably question maybe putting in, I don't know, a Mane or a Jota in there. Yeah. Um, I think Jada a lot of people are worried that Jada might be a rotation risk now. Yeah. I know Mane is probably a good pick. I've seen people with a f- uh, few uh, screenshots with Mane in their team. Um Trent, obviously. Trent, yeah. I I don't really have the money to put him in my back line, yeah. but people are definitely gonna have him in there. Mm-hmm. Um that, that's kinda of really it. You probably wouldn't push for me, you know, in there. He's not no, the I think there's only for. I think there's only like maybe two, three options. On the Liverpool side, that you'd probably go for, Salah, and Mane, they'd probably be my top three. Yeah. Will, will we go three from each side? Okay, we'll, three from, each, from side. each side. Well, we'll from each side that we think is going to do well, that kind of way. Okay. So on the other side, Burnley. If you're looking for something different, you could go for the likes of Chris Wood, but you know, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really. Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't you're, I, you're risking it if you think Burnley are going to get a clean sheet. I don't. Yeah, I don't feel like Burnley are going to get anything out of that game. They may score, but I don't think they're going to get anything out of it. So I would avoid and see what happens in the next one because that's just a, it's, it's a home banker for Liverpool in front yeah. of the fans. This yeah. is the first game in front of the fans as well. So that's going to be, that's going Everybody to be a, fish. yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a thing as well. As Villa, Newcastle at three. We like in, we like in Danny Ings again. Like in Danny Bundia. Ings. Bundia. Um, Leon Bailey played Leon as well. Leon Bailey was someone I was actually just about to say. Uh, mm. He he might not start again now though. They might try to ease him in because yeah. he was on the bench the last game. Yeah. But he uh, he got a good assist I think in the last game. He did. Yeah, he set up jam again um, for a goal. Bailey is somebody you definitely have to be considering in the next couple of weeks because he had such a good season in the Bundesliga. Would you put him in now? Maybe maybe not. He might not start. But Danny Ings is a definite. Yeah, I think a lot of pe- a lot of people are thinking that the likes of him. And Antonio are like set and forget options. So you put them in and you just forget about it. You don't need to think about that position. If they're playing well for the season, three or two strikers for the majority yeah. of the season. So um they're maybe pro- think about putting John McGinn in, maybe. But like that's just a risky one, really. Yeah, it's risky. I wouldn't I I, I no that just because he scored last weekend, I wouldn't I wouldn't really read too much into yeah. that to be honest. Like then on the Newcastle side, as we mentioned earlier, you could have the likes of Matt Ritchie. Saint Maximum, Callum Wilson, Cal- Callum Wilson, Joe Willock. Joe Willock. They're probably all the options that you could go for yeah. for Newcastle. If Joe Willock is starting, you probably could go with him because he had seven games in a row where he scored there. Yeah, absolutely. If he finds any sort of form at all. Um, moving on to Crystal Palace and Brentford. Palace with a bad defeat, first day out, but again. Probably wouldn't hold that against them too much. Chelsea were no. very good on the day. They play Brentford. Patrick Vieira uh, is just trying to find his team as well, really. I think so, yeah. Zaha from Crystal Palace, if you're feeling something different. Eze. Eze. Is he back from injury yet? I think oh, he's he probably still injury couldn't yet. be. He probably couldn't be, actually. You're, you're probably right with that. Um, Ivan Tony on the other side for Brentford. People have him already. Then you have uh, Sergi, Sergi Canos. Sergi Canos. Sergi Canos. I was actually about yeah, to say him. He had a very good game against Arsenal. Mm. Uh, you know, I know he scored and everything, but more than already, he had a good good season last year yeah. as well. So it's funny, he was when Leeds were in the championship. I remember his name coming up a lot. You know, so he's been around the block, down in the championship, and he's obviously like a fairly good or better than good standard championship player, and maybe he's making the step up now. So yeah. he could be one to keep an eye on. For it sure. could be if you're looking at somebody from Brentford that's not Ivan Tony. Yeah. Cannot spy, he's probably only about five million. 
Oh yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Leeds and Everton. I think if you're if you, if you'd ask me as a Leeds fan without fantasy involved, I'd be backing them for a response. So I saw that. I suppose that kind of feeds into my my tips for who to pick from Leeds. So I'd say they are going to respond. Yeah. But it's just. It's just, you know, in in what way? You know, is it going to be a big scoring game? Is it going to be a 1-0? I know we beat Everton 1-0 last season. We lost 2-1 in the reverse fixture. So, I just think, in front of their fans, first home game back, I think I, I, I'd i expect a response. You know, yeah. So, Rafinha, all the usuals, Rafinha, Patty Harrison, Bain. Patrick Bamford, um, who else? I'm not going to say Junior Furpo because... He played absolutely terrible when he came on against United. Like he was, <laughs> oh, he was bad. He was bad. So it's going to take him a while to to get up to speed. Um, I have Patrick Bamford. Yeah, the three the three usuals for Leeds are probably the ones that you're you're better off going with because the, at at the moment, a lot of people probably have Rafinha. A lot of people have Harrison. A lot of people have Bamford. So yeah. I'd probably just stick with that and, and see how it goes. Um, on the Everton side, Richardson, Calvert-Lewin. Mm. Um. Maybe you could maybe think of Iwobi. That's yeah. a bit of a weird one, but like he's yeah. he's starting now. Like yeah, Demary yeah. Gray started as well. Demary Gray did start, and I did. I mentioned that. I mentioned that in the very first episode we did of this, and I wondered would he start. So he's another one I'm going to keep an if eye Ra- on. If Rafa likes playing them, and you keep an eye on him, definitely. Well, Andreas Townsend did he come on or was he starting? Uh, I'd say he probably started more than likely. Yeah, and then Hamas. I seen Rodriguez bits and pieces of the out. game. I didn't watch the whole thing. No, I just seen the highlights. But Hamas Rodriguez is out a bit from illness, yeah. so I could question bringing him back at some point mm. as well. He probably will come back into our squads if he starts playing well. Yeah. But at the moment, he's far away from our thoughts. Oh, yeah, he's not no. anywhere near our thoughts at the minute. So that is. Oh, sorry. No, there's one more three o'clock kickoffs: Man City and Norwich. Yeah, so this is a bit of a it's a bit of a weird one, like because Do you want to list off the whole Man City team? <laughs> yeah. You could pick you could pick out four or five Man City attackers and you could say, well, they're all great picks, but the problem is, are they gonna start? Do you know? Is it is it Phil Foden, Sterling, Foden's Greenish. injured as far as I know. Okay. Yeah, so Ferdinand Torres. I think Foden being injured makes it easier or it's easier to kind of narrow down who is gonna start. Who played up front for them? Up up front. They didn't have a striker. Obviously, they they probably played false nine. Fernand Torres. Was it Fernand Torres? I think it was. was it? Yeah. Apparently, he played well on Sunday, but obviously, you know, th- this is a game that Manchester City are expected to maybe score three or four goals. So it's just a matter of who who's going to score them. Is it yeah. going to be Grealish? Is it going to be Mares? Is it going to be is Jesus going to come back in? Is Cancelo going to get? Another big points return. Yeah, is like he going to stick with Fernand Torres? Yeah, like, I think if you've got a couple of Man City players in your squad, and if you've one or two, then then that's enough. Just stick with that. Don't don't deviate from that at all. Stay with that. If you don't have any Man City in your squad, I wouldn't go running out to get them unless you really need them. It's a big you know? risk. Like, you don't know if they're going to start or not. Yeah, exactly. And like, if your team is in fairly good shape, then... I don't think there's much reason to to be honest. So pick 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 out three Man City players that you might want in your side. And if you have them, fair enough. If if you don't, just just have a think about it. If you, if it's gonna cost you points, just don't do it. Yeah. Just don't do it. But well, that that's that's just my opinion anyway. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't Norwich. do it. 
you probably have nobody there to read like from yeah, this week. Not, not really, no. I, 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 I'd, avoid, I'd avoid this week anyways, um, yeah. for sure. So Brighton and Watford is the half-five kickoff on Saturday. Um, Sanchez is probably one good option. Joel Veltman. Veltman, yeah. Maybe Neil Malpai. Yeah, he played well in the first game, although I think the idea of owning Mope is just very like, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's either he's going to score or he won't score for a couple of weeks. Yeah, he goes on long spells of not scoring as well, yeah. which is something we should think about as well. Watford is Milan Sar. Sar, he's probably the top one. And as I mentioned, Cucho, Cucho Hernandez, I think his name is, he got the he got a great goal. He's the one yes. where he cut inside and he... Absolutely smashed the top corner. Unbelievable. It, oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah, very good. Um, uh, Emmanuel Dennis. Is that Emmanuel, Emmanuel Dennis? Dennis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's another option as well. It's kind of a... It's an even enough game, you know, if, if, if Watford play like they played in the first game, then... Uh, they could get a win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. That could be two out of two and they'd be flying. Flying. Yeah. That, that is, yeah, that is all Saturday covered. So Sunday, two o'clock, Southampton Man United... Uh, Man United, Bruno, obviously, he's going yeah. to be one of our captain picks. Mason Greenwood. Mason Greenwood. I'm thinking about captaining him. Who? Mason Greenwood. Just to be different. Just to be different, but also I'm hoping he starts up front. It's a bit of a risk captaining Greenwood, but I have him in my squad anyway, because he's down as a midfielder and he's going to be starting up front for most of the year. Hmm. Um, I'd probably end up captaining Bruno or Salah in the end. But yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit of a different shout. If you want you to go for something different, you could captain yeah. Greenwood. I, do, I I think he'll start too. Um, to be fair, but I don't have him, so I'm, I don't feel like I need to run out and get him. I have Shaw and I have I've Bruno, so I'm happy enough with that. So, Pogba, no, I was like, no. don't 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 fall into that trap. Um, I know people had him in from the start last last week, but don't fall into that trap because he's not going to do that every week. I don't no, think. Not every week. On the Southampton side. Armstrong? Maybe. Che Adams? Yeah. I think, for me, anyways, I'm feeling like it's an avoid with Southampton. I'm feeling like Southampton could find it very, very difficult uh, for the for the season, trying to get up a head of steam and, yeah. and win a few games. They could Go be... Daddy Ings this season. Yeah, they could, they, they could be in trouble. I, I might be wrong, but I just feel like they could be uh, they could be in a spot of bother after, uh, after a couple of weeks and months. But we'll see. Moving on to Wolves and Tottenham then. Two o'clock on Sunday. Tottenham, uh, Spurs. Uh, Son. Son. Yeah. Regulon. You had Regulon in. Regular, I had Regulon in and he's he's actually a pretty good option. Five million. Yeah. It's nice. He's Maybe you could put a Spurs defender and you never know how Nuno's going to play. Yeah. Um, playing against his former side as well. Yeah. It's That's going to be a weird game because I really don't know how that's going to go. I was very surprised the Spurs beat City. Under Nuno. Mm. Um, now that after they did, do people want to throw more Spurs players in? Yeah. Son was consistent the last couple of seasons. Yeah. Um, I probably won't be throwing Son in this week. I want to see how Nuno plays. That's that's mainly it for me. Yeah. On the other side of Wolves, what? Fabio Silva. Fabio Silva, but Jimenez is back too. Jimenez is back. Back yeah. again. Good to see him back after his head injury last season. That was horrible at the time, so yeah, it's good, to, good to see him. Was it, yeah, was it against yeah, Arsenal? I'm pretty sure it was against Arsenal. Okay, right. Um, he is, uh, he's a good option as well. Good to see him back. Um, moving on to Arsenal and Chelsea. Keen, I'll let you uh, do the Arsenal side anyway. Is um, there any... Uh, 
I, as I said before, Kieran Tierney made the most creative chances of any Premier League player in game week one. If there's anybody going to get points, it's probably going to be him because he's going to cross cross ball in. Um, if you're looking for a really, really cheap option that might get a goal, Martinelli, Balogun, they both started last game. Bamiang and Lacazette out. Are they going to be out again on Sunday? They're going to be out again on Sunday. If they're not it's playing tough. against Chelsea. It's tough. It's so tough for Arsenal. Like it's, it's tough to pick a, t- a player then from Arsenal because they're probably not. They're probably not going to win the game. If I'm being honest, they probably won't. You're probably better off putting a Chelsea player in. Yeah. Um. But Arteta did turn it around last season against Chelsea last year. That's so right. Yeah. He's yeah. a he's a manager that if it's the kind of game that's set up for. Arsenal to get something out of whether it be 1-0 or 1-1 or a point or a win or whatever yeah. but it probably it probably be a low scoring game more than likely yeah, on the Chelsea so. side I have Jorginho I don't know what's leading me towards Jorginho but penalties. I just think penalties really yeah and I just think he, you know he was kind of in the middle of everything last Saturday and I know yeah. you know Palace are a different kind of team or whatever but he's um, he's important to them you know so you have him and you have the new signing Lukaku coming in and he's going and to he, start on Sunday he said uh, he can make his debut against Arsenal he's yeah. able to make his debut yeah. so whether he starts or not I think I he, think he'll start I think touch was a bit of a no case as well he'll probably start him I think I think 100% he'll start him imagine, imagine Ben White staring at Lukaku like a brick wall yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, he, and he's he's he, he, he's a big guy he's oh, a big guy huge. Lukaku He's built. He's built like a shit house. But Absolutely. would you pay 11.5 million for without knowing whether he can? I know he, you could see he scored with Everton, but with the season he had with United, yeah, I suppose what it, I suppose he's went. He's went away. He's went away to Syria and he's played really well for a season and he's come back and maybe now he feels like he's got a point to prove. So he could play we'll well under as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have Havertz too, maybe. Havertz. Pulisic. I know some people still like Werner as an option. Pfft, not for me. No. No. <laughs> Get out of here. Not no, having that. I'd, I'd probably much rather be thinking about taking Asala and Fernandez out if Lukaku starts playing well. Yeah. Not this week, though. No, don't think so. Finally then, on Monday, West Ham and Leicester. Bit of an even contest, a bit of a 50-50 one, even though some people will say that it's a tough game for West Ham. Vardy, Iheanacho... High points, high points really here could be, this game could be a high scoring game. Like. Yeah, could be a 2-2 or a 3-2 or something yeah. like that, yeah. Ben, ben Rama and Antonio yeah. on West Ham side, as you said, Verdi and Acho, who's going to start there? Daka might, might play Daca, at some stage. Daka might play at some mm-hmm. stage as well. Yeah. You know. Pereira, Pereira had a fantastic uh, first game uh, for Leicester. Yeah. Um, who else? I know Vestergaard has signed. He's probably going to go straight in now in that Leicester team. Yeah, I'd say two in there if they want to get a clean sheet. Yeah, that's actually another player. Just we we're talking about Southampton there a while back. They've lost Vestgaard as well. You know they've yeah. lost so many players. Like yeah. it's it's have it's they replaced crazy. any of them? I no, don't really know. No, probably not like for like at least not yet. Anyways, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see. They could be in trouble this season. You never know really with them. Yeah. That's that's the game week then. That's pretty much that's game week two. Um, and some of the options that you can consider, uh, you should definitely go on and use that watch list tool. Like I was saying, it is a good way of keeping an eye on some players that you really want to uh, have a look at. So we're going to move on to the transfer plans, just very briefly. Yeah. Any transfer plans for yourself, potentially? Uh, taking a minus four hit, two transfers. Ooh. Taking a minus four hit, two transfers. Look, You did hear that correctly, folks. He wants to take a minus four <laughs> in game week two. 
look, I, I suppose getting an 87 point here in the first week, great, very happy with it. But it really kind of scared me having five players getting one point. I yeah. mean, I looked at that and I went, okay, I need to change something here now because I won't get lucky a second week in a row having, having all these players score. Um, kind of went for something a bit more consistent with how teams are picked. Havertz is probably going to be in and out because Tuchel likes Pulisic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then up top, of Nacho going to be in and out because Daka's in. Yeah. Bit, took a bit of a risk starting yeah. him. Um, took the two of them out. Greenwood, Bamford in. Greenwood starts up top most games out for United. He's a midfielder as well, which is something I'm very liking the look of. Um, Patrick Bamford, he's your number one striker, as you know, for Leeds. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. He was in the top five goal scorers last season. Mm-hmm. Probably a wise option to put him in. Yeah, look, you could do you could do the business against Everton at the weekend. You never know. So you, you know, would you take any transfers? No, I. You know what? On Sunday evening, I sat back and I said, I look at my team. I said to myself, I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll the transfer. Hundred percent. I'm gonna roll the transfer, and I'm happy to do that. So, the team, the way I have it at the minute, which you can see, I'll post my final draft up on Friday, or Saturday morning before before the deadline. Um, just in case there any is any, there's no point in me saying now whether I'm going to make any changes or not because I don't know. Uh, but no, I'm I'm happy to roll. Happy to roll two transfers then, two free transfers then next week. week I have a couple of things I need to do, so I'll do that when the time comes. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's our transfer plans, everybody. And captain pick, captain very briefly. Pick. Uh, very briefly, Salah or Fernandez. That's your. That's your Who would you go with though? Choice. I'd probably go with Fernandez against Southampton. You don't know how they're going to defend Southampton. Yeah. And yeah. United coming off a five-goal victory. Yeah. They want to get consistent now this year. Yeah. Um, if you want to get risky with it, Captain Greenwood. That's yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's the risky yeah. one. To... I don't think risk is high on people's agendas at this part of the season. At least not yet anyways. But um, yeah, definitely good options. I'm going to go on the other side of the coin and go for Salah. Okay. So I like that fixture against Burnley. I don't think it really matters who you captain. Like you could captain either of them, and it might just be a horrendous decision. Like you know, they, neither of them may do anything. But I think a lot of people will either go for one or the other. So fair enough. That's our captain picks, folks. And then finally, I put a poll up on Twitter for the performance of game week one. I had yeah. uh, three or four options. I think it was Bruno, Salah. I put Antonio and Benrama in together and Son as the final option. Yeah. So overwhelming, I think uh, thirty or forty percent of the of the votes it was Bruno. Yeah. So yeah, it is what it is. Fantastic performance on the day, and they were so good. Yeah. You know, from yeah. from a from a Leeds fan watching it as a neutral fan, then you know if I or if I was looking at it as a neutral fan, fantastic. You know, they were really good, and Bruno was class. Bruno, brilliant, absolutely brilliant game week. Again, as I said, you're probably keeping an eye now on Greenwood because he he had a really good finish. For a goal as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But United, yeah, if they, if they keep this up for the rest of the season, they can really challenge now for a title. But game week one, it's early stages. Absolutely, yeah. So that's it, folks. We have previewed game week two. We've reviewed game week one. We've done everything we came here to do. And we've, uh, I think we've pretty much covered everything. So all that's left to say is best of luck for game week two. I hope it goes well. Uh, I hope we are, hope we're in for another big scoring weekend because we love it. It yeah. was absolutely class, to be fair. Everyone loves it. Yeah. scoring weekend. And uh, we will be back again next Wednesday or Thursday. 
uh, depending on when we get around to recording. And uh, don't forget to follow on Twitter at FantasylandFPL. Uh, all the followers are appreciated. And um, yeah, we'll talk to you again next week. Chassis. See you soon. See ya. Thank you.